ladies and gentlemen, to the greatest podcast on earth. Step right up and experience the magnificence that is the Two Ring Circus Podcast. You'll gasp. You'll laugh. And you'll be amazed. What comes next? Amazing. Don't worry about the smell. It's just the stars of our show, Tom Italiano. Hi. And Matt Bradshaw. Hi. Welcome. (laughs) A line from the podcast. (laughs) Episode what? 63. Far out. Yeah, man. Have you ever done 63 things before? Other than seeing the horses in a, in a row. <laughs> I did 63 songs at my gig last Sunday. How many? What? Well, no, not quite 63. Don't, um, uh, don't Steel Panther have a song called 63 Girls in a Row? <laughs> <laughs> but realistically, what if I do probably in a solo gig where there's yeah. a bit of chat and, you know, a bit of blah, 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 probably do eight, nine songs a set. Yeah, yeah. And then in a two-hour set, that's a lot of singings. Yeah. yeah. Well done. No, Good no, just a, but not 63, though. Um, hang on, something coming in. What? No, nothing. I was just checking. Oh, was it a producer? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cause that, they, must, they must really practice those people who do those TV shows and they've got the earpieces in there. There is someone telling them to say slash do something. This is about to come up and they're, they're talking and listening. I watched Network a little while ago. Uh, Robert Redford? That guy? Redford? No. 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 Kurt, not Kurt Russell. Who's the guy who makes me think of... Kurt Russell? Yeah. Uh, Patrick Swayze. No, that's not him either. No, not him. William Hurt. Ah. William, do you know yes. the film then? Yes, yeah? yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, excellent film. And William Hurt is the pretty boy anchorman who doesn't actually know anything okay. and freely admits he doesn't know anything but they they throw together news stories with her telling him stuff in wow. his ear who's yeah. the her William him I can't yeah. pick I can't okay. see her but really well known and excellent oh so Glenn Close no uh, I said excellent Glenn, far away. <laughs> now you're thinking of Faye Dingaway. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Dingaway. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, anything been happening other than you watched this movie the other day? Yeah, I'm going to tell I've you. watched nothing. Oh, my God, it's Faye Dunaway. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> Shit. That's funny. Yeah, that, right. That's really, actually, that- entertaining. I don't think that's... Yeah, no, that's the one. There you go. No, different film. Different film. <laughs> Broadcast news. Which film did you watch? It's Holly Hunter and William Hurt. Oh, well, yeah, Holly Hunter, yeah. And she's really good. She's fantastic. She really is, though. Yeah, I know, a shit hops like this, kind of, yeah. Uh, what else was she in? Uh, she was in a great film in the 90s with Robert Downey Jr. called Home for the Holidays. Really? Yeah, they were, their brother and sister in it, and they're... What, the, do you know, like Just this? wait. Yeah. That's why God. That's why God made the movie. 
Ah, this in from uh, Paul Simon. That's why God made the movies. From the One Trick Pony soundtrack, a film. Their brother and sister. Yeah. There are a lot of films from the mid 90s before the mid 90s oh because I was looking at the camera and only listening to you and Uh, you stopped like that I thought you'd had a stroke I didn't know what had happened I haven't had a stroke for a while mate you know (laughs) (laughs) I had 63 of them one day (laughs) you've seen my uh, Facebook post today (laughs) have I? ah I'm in a relationship it's the most popular post I've ever posted it didn't come up for me ah well that's because you already know (laughs) Um, what's funny is I didn't say who it was with, so um, she doesn't know yet. Oh, <laughs> should I put in? Should I put on mine that I'm in a relationship as well? <laughs> yeah, just so assume like, that we're. Oh, do you want to have a? Do it together. Do you want to have a Facebook likes competition? No, I just thought people <laughs> might think that we're in a relationship with each other. Well, everyone knows it already. They wouldn't be surprised. Oh, 151 likes, dude. Four hours. Yeah, how's that? Far out. Crazy. Ah, oh, 152 likes. Well, look at all that. That's cute. Um, I was about to say, movies... I was talking to Catherine's dad the other day, and we were saying, you know, from the mid-90s beforehand, there are tons and tons of crappy films that are really watchable because you actually had to be a great actor to be in a film before the mid-90s. So, so many of those actors like William Hurt, you or... um, I guess one of the films, Legends, Legends of the Fall, one of these movies where you go, I don't think this is a good film. I've never seen it. But it's remarkable because the actors in it are just on point. What makes it not a good film then? Um, the script? Well, editing, things like, you know, someone's got the bag over their shoulder, they walk through a door, and the next scene is them walking out of that door and the bag's off the shoulder. Things like, Things that... They take you out, don't they? Yeah, they really do. Yeah. Particularly, and I was saying, because nowadays, movies are practically perfect in the sense of the way they're cut, shot, colour graded, edited, everything's green screened in that, Mm. not everything, but lots of things, uh, to the point where the continuity is is so good that you don't fall out of the story at all. But the things that actually um, Mm. are different now is there are no... There are no everyday-looking women in movies anymore, really, unless they're the kind of frumpy, funny character, you know. Mm. You know, and even if they're either the classic old male movie stars like the Robert De Niro's and stuff, right? But even now, those legends are buddied up with the Zac Efron's, and I'm not saying. I'm not saying. The Ryan Reynolds, Zach Efron's, Ryan Gosling's aren't good actors. I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal's an incredible actor. Yep. Right. But he's also gloriously good-looking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, doesn't look like that in a film. But just there's no... Once upon a time, you just had to be really good. You had to be able to show up, be really, really good. Well, that's and the same in music. It's completely the same in, pop, in the pop music scene. In the pop music scene, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you, you had to be incredibly good. Yeah. And... The gatekeepers... And you didn't have to be good-looking. Well, no, or until the 80s, no one really knew what you looked like. Yeah, but even then, <laughs> I mean, you just look at some of the acts from the 80s and just, like, taking taking aside the, the anachronisms of, of that era, just there are 
people then that just wouldn't make it now, even though the songs were great, even though the performances were great, because it's just not the world we live in. Oh, I don't know about that. There will never be another Bohemian Rhapsody. There will never be another American Pie. That's true, but that's... Is that because... That's not because of how they... It's got nothing to do with how they look. No. No. I have switched horses midstream. Okay, cool. Cool. Which presumably means it was a jumps race. Mm, or a fox hunt. Is that why you change horses midstream? Well, you don't go over streams in horse racing, do you? You no. would in a fox hunt. They do have water jumps. They do. They're not streams. No. Yeah. No, I guess it'd be lakes. Ponds. <laughs> waterways. We'll go waterways. <laughs> you change waterways midstream. Um, yeah. We'll look that up. Oh, though, right? look at that dude just walked past there and as he turned around, adjusted his adjustables. His adjustables. <laughs> and adjusted his gentleman's excuse That's me. That's a good movie, the Adjustment Bureau. It is a good movie. That's a good movie. I don't remember what now happened. Now, that's, uh, that's a movie where um, everything about it's really, really watchable. Like, it's cut really well. Um, Matt Damon, I think, is, I think he's a good actor. I think he also usually picks really good projects for his strengths. Emily Blunt, sometimes she's great, sometimes she's no, not quite right. But you kind of, you forgive beautiful people because they're watchable. It's like in the real world. Oh, he's lovely. Yeah. yeah. I think it's two short planks. But nice to look at. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Too true. Um, anything else? No, except that. <laughs> I like we're at 10 minutes in and I'm like, anything else? I'm done for the day. Uh, did you like Looper? Or I liked Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it and okay. how, he, how he basically was Bruce Willis in it. I thought that was... I liked the fact that... He's a were, good actor. Yeah, he's really good. Apparently with a massive swing and dip, too. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Willis? No. No, Joseph. Yeah. Well, you know, he's got three names. I wonder which one of it's... Hmm? Which one's Joseph, which one's Gordon, <laughs> which one's Levitt? Well, Levitt, Tate. Alone. <laughs> I'll leave it alone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Leviathan. Maybe that's where it comes up from the deep. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, continuity in films. What's the film, blockbustery film, that came out in the last three or four years? Oh, what? Um, the Inception. Yes. Oh, that's not... That was 2009, was it? Yeah. Uh, Whatever, three or four years. Is that last yeah. few years? Yeah. Was it 2009? I think so. Yeah, wow. 10, 11, 12? Uh, you're probably right, because I, I went... I think I went with a couple of people, but certainly I went. An ex-girlfriend came with me, and she doesn't t- talk to me anymore. She hasn't talked to me for some years now, so that's probably huh. right. Did um, um, did you put that thought in mind during that film, or was it? Uh, no, but I was yeah. I was taken out of that movie in pretty well the opening scene because the opening scene is the the mafia boss, yeah. Asian mafia boss, and he's yeah, and the spinning top yeah. falls a different way to the way that he has yeah. spun it opening scene I remember that I was like nah nah fuck this I'm done yeah. good film though but I was out stunning 
Yeah. Hmm. 3D? 3D. You? Me. Yeah, I mean, I know you are right now. Yeah. 4D <laughs> sometimes. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Is that... Is that a, a, a... You guys are watching me on smell of vision Yeah, right is that now. a re-reference to your um, unfortunate state of affairs? Was of the I? nether regions last no, week? No, no, I'm good now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, good. No, I'll go, I'm not going to reference that on purpose again. Okay. On purpose? Oh, yeah, solid. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> um, uh, 3D, do I like it? Yeah. No. no. Is it dumb? No, it's great. It just, um, it's, I just got the wrong shape face for it. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we've had to, we spoke about it. We that. did, on yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Um, and also, um, uh, and I'll, for anyone who didn't hear that episode, so 3D... For anyone who didn't hear that episode, just turn this off now, go back and listen. To the episode price. we don't know the number of. Oh, yeah, um, right. So 3D in cinemas now is, is digital, and the way they do 3D with digital as opposed to the film or um, when you had the you know the little wackle goggles um, is that the way they do it now is they give you depth of field as opposed to bringing the image out to you so that oh yeah so when you're watching it you're like it doesn't pop out when you go to the cinema these days it just gives this like extra depth Um, and also they mostly don't shoot with two cameras. What they do is they shoot with one camera and it's digital, and then they have a, a rendering program that makes it 3D. So it does, it's kind of, it makes, you know, the, the background a bit blurrier and right. all that kind of stuff. So it's, it's not super effective, like as opposed to something like Avatar, Avatar, which is like meticulously done. Yeah, right. So I haven't seen a 3D film since Avatar, I don't think. Well, they. They haven't released many. They released right. them for a couple of years, and then it was like, eh. occasionally they'll release one of these new ones, like maybe Transformers will do a week or two in 3D or something like that. I had the impression that doing films in 3D was mainly about film houses trying to... <laughs> That's not my quaint <laughs> my quaint um, term for cinemas, by the way. Yeah. Film houses. Uh, do you know what I think it, it was? Uh, Here's my... Th- I hadn't finished. Okay, sorry. What do you think it was? What's film houses? <laughs> uh, movie companies trying to give people new reasons to go to the cinema rather than sit in their houses. Ah. Uh, I actually don't think the cinema companies give a shit about you going to the cinema because I think they want to. They want everything to go to streaming. Oh. So I, th- I think the idea of a film company sharing a revenue model with a cinema house because most cinema companies don't have anything to do with the actual, uh, say, Hoyts or Village or whoever, they don't have anything to do with the actual cinema companies. So they rent the film to mm. the cinema company um, at, you know, like a blockbuster goes out, they get 90% of the ticket the first X amount of weeks and the yeah. cinema company gets 10%. Well, as far as they're concerned, they'd rather have 100%. So they'd rather you buy it straight from them. So I think th- I think studios would go from to a streaming model where you... Maybe they'll get together at a conglomerate like the big movie houses, like Paramount, Warner Brothers, uh, Columbia. Those they'll they'll just go right. You can give us ten bucks a month, like next uh, like Netflix, um, and something. We will just release movies like that. Then they know ex- exactly 
who watches what, what to fund, what budget to give yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's been your argument with the Netflix model and all that sort yeah. of stuff. The thing is, do you know what oh. I reckon? I reckon the 3D thing, with the big push for 3D in 2009, 10, 11, was, um, this is my theory, right, why they made so many 3D movies to try to push it. I think they tried to tell the cinema houses, right, we're going to, we want to make 3D films and the only way we can show 3D films is if you put digital projection in, right? And the reason why they wanted to put digital projection in is because in order to create an actual print of film, each print was two grand, cost two grand to make. Mm. So they were, for a blockbuster movie that say you just went to the company that I worked for and there were 200 scripts, so they wanted to play it on... 200 screens mm. so they were up for four mil what was that is it what's 2,000 by yeah. 200 I don't know it's a lot uh, 2,000 by 200 it's right yeah it's not four million yeah alright yeah so they're up for 400 grand in cost to produce film let yeah. alone ship it out to yeah, each yeah. site so half a million dollars right. on top of everything else just for Victoria yeah yeah right, so, so they're up for millions and millions of dollars like whereas they could just put it on a hard drive and in America, with the internet speeds are so good, they could just download it overnight to the to the servers. So, like, cinemas, hey, because we want to go in this direction, right? We we're going to make three D films. So you guys have to change your projection systems. The upside for you is you won't need staff anymore, but yeah, you'll have to pay. Mm. We'll even do a bit of a deal with you where we share, we'll do a revenue share so that you can put the stuff in. Right, but I think they really, really pushed that because what happened, of course, by 2013, where's all the 3D films? Mm. They stopped putting them out, pretty much. It, I don't think it, I don't really think it's people because people weren't going because I don't think people were going anyway. Right. But I reckon that was their thing to go. We're going to tell them to do this because this is this is how we want to save money. You know, over the course of a year, it'll be hundreds of millions of dollars that we don't have to spend producing film. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's my theory. And what it is too. Mm. Dinosaurs are thin at one end, much, much thicker in the middle, and then thin again at the far end. Mm, quadrupeds. <laughs> um. I know you asked me before, but um, I'm going to tell you now. Yeah. Uh, last week. You know, as guitarists, we um, we have um, fingers <laughs> with calluses on the end of them. Oh, I've heard of this. Yeah. I accidentally tore the callus off my third finger. Why accidentally? Well, I got it... I got... It occasionally happens to me when I'm playing guitar is the side of my callus will get caught on a string. Yeah, because they're pretty tough. Yeah. But anyway, um, but the side of the callus got caught on, of all things, it was raised lettering on an emergency door. So it was steel glued to the yeah. door and it got caught on the corner of the R in emergency. Oh <laughs> and then it was an emergency. Um, so it got caught on there and then after about a week, it just all started to peel off. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So... Uh, it's it's much better now, but the first day after it happened, and I had to go and play guitar. Um, yeah, I was playing guitar with the equivalent of a baby's bottom. Oh shit! 
Well, no, because I, I wasn't using the shit part. I was, I was using the lovely soft part. Yes. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Anyway, I'm almost back to normal. Oh, God. But it's weird. Oh, it's harrowing. It's really? No, it wasn't harrowing. It's yeah. okay. I'm okay. But it's weird. It was. Yes. Yeah. Good. Um, I went to VCAT. Did you? Yeah. What happened? I had a win at yes. VCAT. Wow. Yeah. Tell us the story. Oh, just quickly. Morning, Glory. I was involved with a real estate purchasing company kind of thing. Yeah. Um, essentially, they find properties and for a one-off fee, they will do uh, a, a one-off fee that lasts for 10 years of a membership of this company. So if you can find the finances, you can buy as many properties as you like in that 10-year period. That they find that, for you. Uh, yes, yes, that they find. Um, and that one-off fee covers everything. All the uh, conveyancing fees for every property, you right. know, all the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So if they've been any good at sourcing properties for you, it would have been really good. Fuck yes. Yeah, right. But they weren't. Yeah. They were a bit shady and a bit charlatany, and so I didn't pay the balance of the contract that was owed, and they took me to VCAT. So that was almost this time two years ago that I first got involved with them and then yeah, yeah. so the, they 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 did the kind of thing where that you said I'm looking for this kind of property at this price range and they said well we've got these for you and you said that's not what I asked for dude yeah and they said uh, great well which one do you want to buy and you said uh, uh. yeah yeah that, that's pretty that's yeah. a common strategy yeah that, yeah we'll show you three properties uh, in this price range and all these other parameters and then that was the first time I went to see them and they one of those properties didn't fit that criteria. It's like, well, you haven't showed me three, you've showed me two, and neither of those are any good. No worries, we can do this again. And the next time I went to see them, they showed me three, and I made a decision to buy one of them, and they rang me the next morning, so I saw that that day. And I got 24 hours to think about it. No worries. Rang the next morning. Coming in today to sign the paperwork? Yep, coming in. Which one? Told them which one. Went in from Frankston to South Melbourne. Got there and they said, now which one was it? Ah... And, uh, yeah, no, no, actually, we don't have access to that one anymore. Sorry about that. But what about this one? You liked this one, didn't you? Like, oh, no, 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 no good. So I pretty well washed my hands of them then. And uh, the judge agreed. Good. Yeah. Good, good Win judge. for the little guy. Yeah. And you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are we oh, Gordon yeah. Joseph Leveting uh, my... Yes, again? That's exactly what I was doing. Dude, yeah. that's not the little guy. Well. That's Gordon Joseph. <laughs> that's what I call him. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> um, DJL, that's me. So I did my, so you know, uh, we told you I was doing my new little project. I was about to ask you about it. I've done another interview. Yeah? Yeah, Ezekiel Ox and I had a one and a half hour conversation today. Fantastic. Gold, Jerry, yeah? gold. Great. Yeah, really rewarding to... What's it called? It's called The Sustainable Creative. Mm-hmm. And it is me... Um, just seeking out either creatives or sort of health practitioners who might have sort of experience with creativity as well. So I'm going to speak to James Sidebottom, the chiropractor slash musical Hmm. composer, singer-songwriter guy, um, who, how cute is this, he messaged me the other day saying, hey, do you want to come on a birthday date with me, my wife and my mum, to the footy show? Because his birthday is the day after mine. So... um, but yeah, man, how awesome! 
not to go, not to go into the footage show bit. I'm not really super excited about that, but just that, <laughs> just that, you know, my mate says, oh, you know, we've got a spare ticket, and you know, we always do something around her birthday time. That's great. Yeah, um, I've seen James for ages. Good man. He's a good. Man. God, his kids. Talented fellow too. His kids are so cute. His kids look like him and his wife at the same time. Like they look, they look like both of them. Hmm. Which is really not common. Usually, you look more like one than the other. Hmm. Yeah, and of course, that's just my interpretation. But um, so yeah, I had re- we, like really good first conversation I had with my friend Laura, who's an osteopath and an artist. When do these and come out? I haven't got a date yet. Okay. Um, I'm going to do what we did, which is I get five or six under my sleeve, up my sleeve, under my belt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mix my middle fours. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'll kind of roll them out mm-hmm. that way. And so yeah, it was, it's really rewarding. It's really cool. Good. Um, even if, <coughs> like a lot of things you do, which is it, uh, you do... How dare you? What? I mean, a lot of things I do. Collective you. Mahahaha. <laughs> That's a funny sheep joke. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like all the things you do where you have an idea about something and it's because you feel like it would be good for you to do it, Um, like a creative project, to have had the first two conversations. And very much inspired by how this has gone, where the type of conversation you have when there is something being recorded and a camera just, just tweaks it enough to take you out of a normal chat mm. um, and it adds an element of consideration I feel I feel it does for me um, and so to have done this with someone like Laura who I know really well and then Zeke who I know really well but we've never had those type of conversations about mm. creativity and health and sustaining it like you know uh, yeah it's been really cool so I look Great. forward to doing some more of them and then you know I look, you know, and look forward to doing one with you about that subject and about, you know, the challenges that, because even at that subject matter, we, you and I haven't had a chat about kind of properly. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be really cool. Okay. Would you like to be a guest on my new show? I guess, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Man, I'll, I'll fucking do anything with you. You know that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much I can bring to the table, but I'll fucking come. Well, that's the interesting thing about it um, is that, you know, generally the response has been, well, I, I don't really know what that means, but sure. And then an hour and a half later, you go, that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, because I think, because it's about how do we manage being creative and the sustainable aspect of that. Like, mostly you end up talking about the challenge of it because it's not something that's easily, that you undertake consistently, easily. Like most creative, it comes in ebbs and flows. You get your energy up, and then you go, go for it. And then after a while, you go, oh, okay, I need to regroup because life, the priorities of daily life, get in the way. And, um, and then you feel you have to manage that, whether it's guilt or, or whatever you feel about not having done the thing for a while. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's really interesting. Even something like I've noticed, you know. So I have a new girlfriend. I haven't done a Facebook Live for six weeks. Mm. I was doing it for, you know, I had all this time. Mm-hmm. And I have the same amount of time. It's just being put somewhere else. The time. Matt, currently, for audio listeners, 
is sighing and looking straight into the lens of the camera. <laughs> and now he's laughing. I think they heard that. Yeah, but he's laughing at the camera. You weren't laughing at me. <laughs> now he's laughing at the camera. Now he's laughing outside the car. Oh, this is a conversation for those who uh, are just listening. Just listening. Yeah. yeah. Just listening. <laughs> okay. GJL. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. So it's been... That's... Um, Craig Johnson tomorrow. Delsinki. Oh, brilliant. Have a chat with him. Good. Have you heard his new album? No. Uh, I bought it and I've been listening to it because I'm trying to do a bit of homework for the people in change here. Hmm. Phenomenal. Yeah, right. The voice yeah, is phenomenal. Voice. Um, sometimes a, a little bit hard to realise how good the music is and how interesting the lyric approach is because what's he doing with his voice? Like, yeah, just okay. so low and then, like, yeah, yeah. you know, big, big high notes. Right. And, and he's done some really cool... Um, I actually didn't know the album was out. Yeah, it's, I've been across the singles and stuff. Yeah, like cool. Videos and well, things, I, but. Um, well, because I bought it on Bandcamp, so you get access to it when it's released. I don't know, uh, and he's just this month, last just a couple of weeks, been doing a lot of touring, uh, touring things with it. Um, so if you're listening and you to this and you're interested in what I'm talking about, Craig is a gentleman we both know. And he is the guy that organised those Songs of the South gigs that um, you and I, you and I did one July, start of July, mm-hmm. and I did another one two years ago. Um, his his act that he goes under is Delsinki, so like Helsinki, but with a D <laughs> instead, but no H. Um, so I would look that like up. Like Van Helsing, but <laughs> not completely with, different. Not with Eddie and Alex there. Oh, or. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is in a Van Helsing movie about ten years ago. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't see it. Don't watch it. No, 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 I, no. Don't, I, I don't even watch I, it. I, I tend to really am quite careful with my time. Yeah, don't watch it. It's not to say everything I do is great. Don't watch it. I won't. I won't. I promise. I, I just want you to know. Okay. I, sh- I think you shouldn't watch it. I've got a question for you, actually. Uh-huh. If you're finished. Yeah, yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. Check it. him out. Um. One of the things I do to try and um, mitigate the voices in my head is be really organised. So, um, we've spoken about that sort of thing before, like my pristine iTunes collection. Right. With all the right album artwork and everything in its right order. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Don't know where this is going. How many films do you reckon you've seen in your life? All of them. As in, I've seen all of the films I've seen. I know what you meant. Um, <laughs> how many films? Ow. I... I don't know, but what I do know is it's not as many as I think I've seen. Really? Yes. What do you reckon, though? Well, I couldn't have seen more than a thousand movies. Well... Couldn't have seen more than a thousand movies. Do you think? Yeah. How's See, I asked friends of mine. Well, I asked friends of mine this question the other day. Um, one of them said millions. Said, <laughs> well, that's that can't be true. <laughs> like that just actually can't be true. Um, but I have got an IMDb account. Yes. And so I have started 
Do you log in? Yeah, and I've started putting the movies that I've seen in their own folder. One, because I can't remember what I've seen. Yeah. But two, also just because it does somehow, having neat and tidy lists does reorganise my chaos. Right. Um, And I've always done it. So, but I, but I've only just sort of come to realise as a as an actual adult that that I've done it my entire life as a way of just compartmentalising. Like everything else can be in fucking disarray, but I've got this lovely neat list of me- these are all the movies I've seen. Right. I'm up to five hundred. Yeah, I'm not. Remember, I was never a movie guy. No, I I disagree with you. What? Well, not being a movie guy is different to not watching films. You've always watched a lot of movies. Really? Yeah, since I met you. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. No, I remember you're living a, with you and setting a, myself to the task of actually watching You're an unwinder. Yeah. More than more than a lot of people I know. And you unwind with a film. Really? Yeah. Hmm. So that doesn't surprise me. Which is why I say... No, I was amazed. Even though I worked at the cinema for 20 years. Because um, you have to look at it like that idea of... Um, so how long's a movie? two hours mm-hmm. well could I have watched more than two movies a week in my life couldn't have how mm. could you have <laughs> I know and yet yeah so how many let's do some let's, I started let, doing the same thing let's me try to do some maths okay so two movies a week mm. right is a hundred movies a year <laughs> okay which means if you watched a hundred movies a year you'd watch a thousand movies every ten years I still don't think there's any way I could have watched four thousand movies in my life because I know that many of those movies I would have watched multiple times so Mm. even saying that you have to take the first ten years of your life out because there's no way you watch more than twenty when you know you're born in 1977 no which I was Um, so it wasn't until yeah, I, I really don't think I've watched more than a thousand movies. Maybe fifteen up to fifteen hundred. Okay. Maybe I should I should have a project <coughs> and I should log in and I'll go through. It's easier just to go through a list of actors and then pick few movies I've seen. Okay. I might be surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. that in your spare time. <laughs> yeah. The bloody making movies these days. These interview things that I'm doing in the podcast. That's what I mean. Yes. Nothing to do with anything else, everybody. Oh, dude. I didn't mean... Well, I didn't say nothing. You did. But... But... You that's implied... A visual, that's a visual moment. You implied and everyone else inferred. Oh, People get that wrong. Yes, they do. It's annoying. People, you know, languages... Uh... Tender hooks. What? Tender hooks, surely. They're not tender hooks, are they? No. No. <laughs> oh, call it what you like. I'm a woman I be. This is just another one of God's etymology. Yeah. Someone the other day said to be tender hooks. They were on tender hooks. No, they weren't. No, they fucking uh, weren't. Poor people. Uh, and so I felt compelled to look that up. And what did you come up with? Tenters were originally large wooden frames which were used as far back as the 14th century in the process of making woolen cloth. Yes. 
by the mid 18th century the phrase on tenter hooks came to mean in a, a state of uh, being in a state of tension mm. yeah stretched like the cloth on a tenter yes. tender hooks uh, well what are you going to do uh, j- up Correct in arms people. and down in legs about it yeah you know what are you sideways in eh if you're up in arms and down in legs are you sideways in anything you're sideways in everything oh just by it's very nature Everything's on a spectrum. How dare you? <laughs> oh, no. You know Jade calls me nine. On the spectrum? Yeah. You're not nine. But what's, what type of spectrum? No, autism. Oh. No yeah. way, mate. Yeah. And make no mistake, her scale is one to ten. <laughs> not one to a hundred. Which, no. Bloody Jade. Which I'm sure is how the autism spectrum works. I think it's just the scale from one to ten. Um... I would like to ask you a question. I'm just I want wondering you to. Which one I'll ask you? Oh God! Mm. Let me be gentle. I'm only small. <laughs> Do you um, on your days off, or do you schedule? Uh, hey, all right, here's my question. <laughs> Knowing that we go out Wednesday to Sunday mm-hmm. for work, on the Saturday and Sunday. Yep. In preparation for the Monday. Do you on your on your way to do things like on your way to to work or on your way home, do you do things like the grocery shopping or pick things up or drop things off if you've got dry cleaning or whatever that kind of stuff? So that on Monday and Tuesday you don't have to leave the house unless Sometimes. You go, I'm going to be sociable. Mm. Sometimes. Yeah. 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 Uh I used to often do grocery shopping on the way home from a particular gig. Oh, I yeah, had a, yeah, When I had nearly finished on a Friday night. For me to go grocery shopping before 11pm. But I... <laughs> I uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm ho-ho-freshing at the moment, so I'm barely yeah, doing yeah, any okay. grocery shopping. You're right. Mm. Yeah, I... I have great... Um, the fact that I get to have my weekends on a Monday and Tuesday, where, and, you know, like, go to the post office... Um, whereas other people for instance those uh, magnetic poem uh, things I do for people and a couple of them I sent in the mail and they got returned because they get you know they've got a card put in their letterbox or whatever and they then you didn't go to the post office to pick it up so three weeks later the post office just returned to sender because yeah, right. they're not going to hold it um, and I wonder like uh, I imagine that's people are just I can't go to the post office I work 9 to 5 and the post office is shut and I I can't go on Saturday because mm-hmm. that one's not open. So, yeah, what am I going to do? Not get what they're going to do is not get this thing they didn't know they were getting in the mail that week. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I don't, I don't experience that. I don't have those issues. No, that you know. No, but certainly when I do go out on the weekdays on my time off, I do wonder how on earth normal everyday fucking nine to five workers get anything done. Why? Why is there still nine to five? Why in this modern time with the fact that we can shop at any time of the day and do anything? Why? Why are people going... Why does a bank have to be open 9 till 4 or 9 till 5? Why? I don't understand. Well, they do open on the weekends now. Some of them. Yeah. Saturdays. But I, it just... Sundays, it does my brain in. And, and also, as I, I'm not a parent, but I really feel for parents, why is school... Bloody nine till three. Yeah, well, it's absurd. It is. Yeah, 
makes everyone's life hard. It does. Yeah. How come, why, why is it such a big ship that cannot be turned, these things? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Surely people are up in arms and down in legs You'd and sideways. You'd homeschool your kids if you could, wouldn't you? Um, yes. I, I would... Uh, I said that for a long time. School just didn't work for me. Mm. I had I had some really good teachers, um, and some people I went to school with were glorious, and others were fine, and others were you know they were kids and they were just trying to find their way. But that just meant they were awful mm. for a long time. Um, and I knew it back then, so I didn't have that much of an issue with it. But I just found it was just such a remarkable waste of time, in the sense of. If any child does more than 30 minutes of work in a six and a half hour day, it's because they're slow. It's not, like the average, the average kid, like and so I was, I was relatively bright. So if I did more than 15 minutes worth of actual work in a classroom during the day, ever, like, and I just, I, I used to be at school going, this is such a waste of time. Mm -hmm. And it was annoying. And then it was like, oh, great, we finally get into some work and the bell goes and you're out for lunch. Why do I need an hour for lunch? I'm a kid. It takes me three minutes to eat my lunch. I'm hungry. And then you're like, oh, now what? I, it's, it does my head in. Anyway. Um, so I used to think if I have eight kids, I would try to work out a way to homeschool them or to work with a bunch of other parents because I do think kids get a great amount of benefit from the interaction Absolutely. with other kids but yeah. um, I think the school I think the school system does its I do think it does its best to cater for you know most people as best it can hmm. um, I think there are lots of ways it can improve but um, the reality is it just can't it just can't do a good job you can't put 20 kids in a room with one teacher and give them more than three minutes of work at a time it's yeah, yeah. really hard um, but until I went to a Steiner school open day with my ex who's, who's like oh it's open day do you want to come I'm like what you go to your old school's open day yeah it's great we catch up with everyone we know have a cup of tea and what you have a cup of tea with your old teachers that kind of thing and I went and I cried I walked around this school and cried because it was it just seemed like oh my god this makes sense all these people that I've met through her who went there who were just such remarkable people and their parents that I've met mm. I, all right, that makes sense. It's the, it's different so, world. Different world. So uh, I'd be keen to explore that um, as schooling. Mm. Um, but you know, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Mm. Also, oh god, for most people, you just don't have they just don't have an option. You know, that no. to explore. They're just like. Well, you just got to get through life, and the, I got to go to work. So the kids got to go somewhere, and you know, yeah. kids got to go to school. Go that's to that's the rules. Care. Yeah, to um, year twelve, pretty much. But even that, it's just such an old, it's such an old it's system. It's archaic, dude. Yeah. Um, As are banks closing at four o'clock. Yes, it's all part of the same. Tenter. Yeah, really weird. Really weird. Hmm. And it's really hard for the for anyone to try and change anything like I remember when I was working at Bank of Melbourne and there were some places that like oh we're going to open till 7 on a Thursday because this shopping centre is open till 9 mm. so we'll stay open till 7 and they did gangbuster business right because we're like really? yeah I can go to a bank I can do you know do this and do this and do this and do this thing that I wanted to do as well because when I was when I worked at the bank people would have to take like 
organise this and that and the other just to come in and, you know, process a personal loan to buy a car or something like that. It was, mm. it was so hard for them. Yeah. Nutty. Wacky. Wacky. Yeah. I think banks, of all things, work out a better system. I mean, why can't, pun- why can't gigs be, like, seven to nine? <laughs> Instead of? Nine to one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, by the way, we're about to go and do a gig nine to one. <laughs> we sure are. Yeah. Right so, now, actually. Yeah. Are we? Okay. Yeah. Um, Thanks for hanging out with us in my car. Yeah. Carvers. We've done some, maybe six or seven conversations. Yeah. yeah. I think they're That's pretty fine. good. They're like that um, uh, Jerry Seinfeld show, but we're yeah. funny. No. I mean, yes, we are. But That's a great show. It is a great show. Yeah. Yeah. He's really interesting. Really interesting guy, Jerry Seinfeld. Like, I, do, I wasn't a huge fan of the show. Every every time I've seen the Seinfeld show, I go, "This is brilliant! Mm. It's amazing." Mm. But I'm never particularly compelled to watch another episode. But mm. that's generally me with television. Mm. Um, I don't feel like I'm missing out if I don't watch the rest of a series or something. Sure. That's just me. Um, and so I've seen a few of those driving in cars, just depending on who the um, person is. Amazing how often he's talking to a comedian and they're insecure and all that kind of stuff and he's just such a non-comedian <laughs> he's so secure and solid he's like oh, I don't care it's fine yeah, like, and he's not no he's, he's not putting it on he's not putting it on and no, he's no, not no. just doing it to be different to whoever else he's op- opposing yeah like he's just so together it's just great I know he's the yeah. he's the least neurotic Jew you've ever seen <laughs> that's yeah. what his show should be called not comedians in cars getting coffee. Jerry Seinfeld is the least neurotic Jew. Oh, it could be um, a spy thriller. <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to go to work. Double like Seinfeld. knob ends. Oh, mm. oops. Salada biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> Clown shoes. <laughs>